Hello and welcome to the first episodes of other On The Nods pods in association with thatsagold.com. Make sure you check out thatsagold.com for all the best bookmakers, offers and expert tips on horse racing, football, golf and much more. My name's Will Rooney and today I'm joined by thatsagold.com tipsters, Henry Gibbs and Anthony Kelly. Afternoon, evening lads, how are we? Hello Will, you okay? Yep, good stuff, and uh, welcome to the first podcast, all excited, I'm sure, to, uh, to get it underway, something you've uh, wanted to do for a while, I'm sure. Um, just going to start off, let the uh, listeners know a little bit about yourself, so we'll start with you, Henry. First of all, jumps off flat for you, and your favourite horse, present or past? Yeah, well, I mean, I love me racing, full stop. Um, if I had to choose between one or the other, it would always be the jumps. <laughs> I think the idea of the National Run Horse is coming, coming back every year. You're able to, to gain that connection with the horses. And don't get me wrong, I do love the flat, but if we had to pick one, it'd, it'd definitely be the jumps. Um, Favourite horse? Um, the one that got me into racing from a young age was Rooster Booster. Um, I, don't know, I don't even know what it was. I think it was just being a young kid, uh, being a grey horse. And... If you look back on the champion airlet one, I recommend the, the listeners just go and have a look on YouTube. It's it's gotta be the most impressive champion airlet performance I've ever I've ever seen and it'll take a good one to top it. Um favourite horse present. Um uh, there's a few to be honest. We've got the obvious ones, but I have got a soft spot for Deppy de Sewell. Um I just think um it was a top juvenile, then it obviously had a poor year, um injuries and it come back last season. Don't get me wrong, it was disappointing um, in the champion champion chase. But before that, very impressive. And yeah, um, I love I love that horse at the moment. <laughs> so, so listeners, have got to take it with a pinch of salt if you tip Deppy to sew up uh, this season, then Henry. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, <laughs> I think it's definitely going to be a bet for the Tingle Creek, put it that way. And Ant, I know that you much prefer a uh, Monday afternoon of Plumpton than you would five days of Royal Ascot. 100% will, 100%. I'm not a big fan of the flat, as you know. Um, being brought up a stone's throw away from an two race course, um, you know, it's the national hunts in my blood, you can say. Um, first getting into national hunts, we did live behind the race course, so we used to wear take advantage of the half price tickets that used to come through our front door when the, the national meeting arose every April. Um, so that's how I really got into it. Um, my first ever uh, bet must have been about six or seven would have been Rough Quest I think that was in the 96 National Mick Fitz guarding that round as the favourite so I've had it in my blood then to be a favourite backer since then you could say um, in terms of my favourite horse now I don't know I probably tend to agree with Henry Zephy has impressed me apart from that one season after you know it's juvenile season so yeah I probably agree with Henry there that's why we probably get along. I'll probably go with Zeffy. Is Moon yeah. Racer still in training? Moon Racer. <laughs> oh, don't get us started on Anthony's love for Moon Racer. As, as, here all day. As, as you know, that champion bumper landed near that. <laughs> it, it was a four-figure sum, but don't tell the missus. That's what I'd say on that one. <laughs> I give most well, of that back on the Thursday and Friday. How much more? I think you've gave it back back on it every time since. <laughs> No, I landed a touch here, didn't I, a few years ago, to be fair, with the Moon Racer. Not on Betson's team. Ah, it was nine, 17 to 2, I think. <laughs> Not on Betson's, Tom Scoogar, guarding the Moon Racer dance. 
Well, hopefully, future podcasts will uh, have a few tips like that to come. I know both of you, both of you lads, prefer the jump, but we will touch on the flat first and foremost. Was Champions Day last weekend? Some some big winners in Glen Shields, the Reverends, and uh, and a Dave, of course. And who was most impressive for you on the day? And which horse would you be looking at to take into next season? Gotta be Sushan for me. Um, very impressive. Ran away from the field. He's got to be up there for the Ascot Gold Cup for me next season. I think that'll be the target. Um, Polly's Oil gave that a great ride. It, it made, made the rest of the field look hoarding. You could say, and they're not. Basically, yeah. So, Sushan for me, and that's what I'll be taking into next season. It'll probably be targets at the Ascot Gold Cup. Um, yeah, so it went all it. To be fair, they had a slow pace through the day. Everything went its way. It did pull hard, pull hard early on, but the slow pace of it, that, that, that went to its advantage with the pulling hard there. So, yeah. Got to be Sushan for me, and of course it was ticked up, and my that's a goal that can't call him. Indeed. Advised at 20 to 1, I think it got backed in a bit, to be fair. I think 11 or 12 as it went off, but you've got to get in there early, I suppose, haven't you? Did you back it yourself? Of course. A little £2.50 each way single. <laughs> Best in the kick in the teeth, isn't it? Henry, it same is. question for you. Are you going to kill two birds with one stone, or have you got two for us? You know what? Most impressive performance. I'd have to go with a Dave. Um, champion stakes. It was such a quality renewal. Um, some of the horses in behind. And don't get me wrong, it had its preferred ground conditions. It loves getting its toe in. But um, it powered clear. It won quite quite decisively, I thought. And it'll be interesting to see how it, how it gets on gets on next season. Um, the one to take forward from for next season was actually one that was back in fifth in the sprint race, uh, Oxted, Roger Teal's horse. Mm. Um, one impressive, and impressively in the July Cup. And I think it was just the ground that beat it on Champions Day, to be honest. Uh, it travelled like the best horse in the race. And just in the last furlong, it, it just faded. And I think uh, some of the top sprints next season, if it gets its preferred good ground, I think it'll take a lot of beating. Good stuff. Get them in your trackers for next next season. Anyway, we will move on to the jumps now because, of course, first first fixture at Cheltenham. I'm sure you lads can't wait to get your teeth into this. Tomorrow we've got ITV racing. We've got from Cheltenham and from Doncaster as well. Start off at Presbury Park, though. And the first race on, t- on TV is the Ballymore Novices Hurdle. Ask for Glory's the short price favourite. And what do you reckon about Paul Nichols' charge? Value there, 6-4? to four? Surely not. Absolutely not. I'll be backing against it all day at six to four, especially first time out this season at Cheltenham. There's two here that take me fancy, to be fair, against it. Um, my selection for the column is Does He Know? The Kim Bailey charge. Impressed me last time out. Went away from the field. Well, to be fair, looked like I had a lot more than the tank. Now, it only ran about 16 days ago uh, from when we're recording here, so... Obviously, it's it's had a running, had a running, um, so it won't need to run. There's no danger of that. Um, so yeah, and I think it's a progressive type. So I'll be going for that. It's on the drift a bit at the moment, though. You can get thirteen to two with Paddy Power. So if you're going to have a bet on it, go there. Because they're the, the biggest odds at the minute. In terms of it as well, there's got an inkling that the rank outsider here. Uh, excuse me, pronunciation. Domain Delil. Sean Bowen on board, saying by Sean Curran. Won a Class 2 event last season over fences. Back over hurdles today. I think it could run a solid race and run into the places. 
So um, yeah, they're me two for this race, but I'll be um, definitely on Duzzy now and a small each way bet probably on the uh, Sean Gooden horse at the bottom there, they're on Cowsider. Right in a one forty, it'll be a decent yardstick for whatever beats it if it doesn't win. Henry, what's have you? Uh, are you with the favourites or are you fancy something else? You no, know well, I'm going to agree with Ant here from a value perspective. I do think does he now is is probably the best bet here. Um, like Ant said, won well um, a couple of weeks ago. Now won by eight lengths. Uh, jumped very well in the main, and I think it might have a fitness fitness edge over uh, the two market rivals. Both the market rivals are coming off a wind up, which is a little bit interesting. Um, Paul Nichols asked for glory. He's always held it in high regards. He's he's never really talked it down. Even back in 2019, champion bumper um, got well backed on the day. Ended up going off 13 to two there. Um, was only managed ninth, but it was a top top um, renewal of the champion bumper. So it will be interesting to see how that gets on. Nichols and Cobden have obviously started the season strongly, but does he know? Um, fitness edge 13 to two. I'll have a bit of that. Good stuff. Two shouts for that then. We'll go on to the next race, the match the matchbook better way to bet. Novices chase first time over the large obstacles this season at Cheltenham. Galvin put in a good performance, didn't it, at the festival in March. Henry, what do you reckon to to go on Elliot's charge? Do you think he can get a Ted in front here? Um you know what? It's it's favourite and it deserves to be favourite. Like you said, it was second behind Imperial Aura in the Novices Chase handicap Cheltenham this year. Uh, since then, it's gone on to win his last three starts. Um, they were over slightly shorter. I think it's over two, two and a half mile. This one's over three miles. I think it'll improve for the step back up and trip as well. Um, I think it will prove tough to beat, to be honest. Um, be interesting to see how Mossy Fenn gets on as well. Um, Twiston Davis has always said this is a chaser in the making. It'll be getting eight pounds off Galvin and Soldier of Love, um, the Nichols one. It was fifth behind Envoy Allen in the Ballymore, so yeah, I'd like to keep an eye on that one, but it's Galvin for me, yeah. And 15 to 8 Galvin, but it's got plenty of experience, hasn't it, already over, fence, over fences and a novice's chase against rivals with less experience, you'd probably say. Yeah, I agree with you. That's why it's my selection for the column this week. Um, 100% agree with you there, Will. The only danger is Dr. Zuffy for me. Progressive this season, had a good summer. Won twice and it was third in the Kerry National. Looked like it was staying on as well, to be fair. So that'll be the main danger, but I agree with Henry. I think he stole me right up there at what he said. Um, yeah, all on Galvin, all aboard. Good stuff, good stuff. We'll go on to the next race then. Remember, that's a goal.com on the Nod Pod. Check out that's a goal.com for all your best uh, tips around and all the best bookmakers offers around. Next race then on to Cheltenham. We've got the Farmers Crisp Handicap Novices Hurdle. 20 runners here. Surely you'll be looking for a bit of value. Make sure to go on that to goal. See if there's any bookies playing five, maybe even six places. You don't know what sort of mood they're going to be in the bookmakers these days. But big fields, big fields. And I mean, be getting plenty of value here. You're looking for something in the in the uh, double digits, something around the 20 to 1 mark, or are you looking at the other end of the scale? Slightly larger, 25 to ones me each way nap this week, the bestie man. Ran well, well, it never ran well last time out. It was cruising until three out and then died of death, to be fair. Um, I think it needed the. Sorry, you just missed you there. I think um, basically it needed the run. Sorry, yeah, just saying it needed the run last time out. Um, Can you see me? Sorry. 
Yeah, we can hear you. Who's the selection? The selection's the, the, the bestie man, 25 to 1. That's me each way in that this week, sorry. Um, <laughs> I was just saying then, it was cruising last time out until it got to a free out. Then it just appeared to just die a death, to be honest. Um, it looked like it needed the run. For me, it was it was the winner in the Lanzarote Edel until coming to grief at the last um, last year. So for me, I think it's it's great value at twenty five to one with a pipe with a pipe opener in it as well. To be fair, the other one comes from the top of the weights in this Golan Fortune. Didn't disgrace itself last time out in the Coral Cup. Um, obviously, we know the. Um, the Irish trainers target the Coral Cup and there's some very well handicapped uh, horses in there. So uh, I think it ran well. It's come, I think it came about 11th. So I think back, back at Cheltenham today, got a claimer on board taking £7 off. I can't see any reason why it can't run into the places. I know it's rank outside, but 33 to 1 is great value, I think. Two big prices yeah. there. Henry, Captain Tom Cass is currently the 11 to 2 favourite. I mean, it's short enough in this field, isn't it? But you never know with Dr. Richard Newland what he's got up his sleeve, whether this horse can keep going through the handicap. You know what, Will? It's funny to say that because as much as I hate putting up an 11-2 to two shot um, in a competitive handicap like this, but I can't really get away from Captain Tom Cat here. Um, it's only going to be carrying 10 stone two with the £7 weight allowance of Sill and Leonard. Um, the jockey on board won its last two starts as well as it could really, could be well in. Trainer and jockey won the race last year, so they know what it takes. And 11 to 2, if, if you're getting five places, 50 the odds, I, I think it's a free win bet really. I can't see it being on the top five. Good stuff, good stuff, Henry. Right, we'll go on to the last ITV race before tipping point comes on at four o'clock. That's the 335, the Bentley Flying Spare Handicap Chase. 13 runners in this, you might get a little bit of each way value, you like to think. Henry, any, anything that's catching your eye at all in this? Yeah, I've actually had a look at Anthony's column, and I'm going to steal his thunder a little bit here. I do like <laughs> Rouge Reef in this one. Um, I think it's Classy Animal. It was third in the Arkle, albeit it was well behind the front two, but um, there doesn't seem to be anything of that calibre in this race, in my opinion. Before the Arkle, it won well, beating a solid yardstick and newbie negative of the skeleton team at Warwick. Won that by seven lengths, and that was a performance that stuck with me, to be honest. And he's, he's only six, so I, I think he can improve again this year. And I think he's a cracking bet in this race. I, he'd probably be my bet of the day at Shelton. And see, I've stolen your funds there, hasn't he, on your that's a goal.com for our mm-hmm. bet and column. Can you add anything to that? He's completely, he's read it word for words, hasn't he? He's completely stolen the funds, <laughs> so. so. <laughs> There's nothing else I can say. <laughs> no, um, there's <laughs> <laughs> no, there's another one I have put up. Um, we are going to need a rain now, but if it does come, I think Capoli's a great bet at 12 to 1 each way. The form on heavy ground's great. Dr. Newland has his horses fresh, you know, for the first time out in the season. I think if we get heavy ground, it's a shoe in for the place minimum. So, yeah. Cat Poli um, is me each way bet, seeing as Henry's um, that led me article there for that's a goal.com for Rouge Reef. That's I like what you said, Anthony, you sold it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, uh, that's, a win- that's a winner for readers and listeners as well. Of course, I've got two races on ITV from Doncaster. And to know that you're not too keen on a couple of them, even though there are a few tips in there in your column. But Henry, in the 230, I believe there's one that you strongly fancy. 
Yeah, two forties on Caster, Jonah Jones. Um, it's caught the eye on me on its last two starts. To be honest, firstly it ran at York when it stayed on strongly over five and a half, and I was thinking when it steps back up and trip, it's bound to go close. On its last start, it did step back up to six furlongs. That was at Ascot. Um, took a keen hold in the rear, but didn't get a clear run uh, when it needed one. Basically, it was hampered at a crucial stage. Ended up getting a clear run too late. Stayed on for third. Runs here off the same mark. It's, I think it's bound to go close. Hopefully get a bit more luck and running. And at the prices, I'd probably jump on now because I have noticed that has been backed in from around 6-1 to one to 4-1 to one already. So get it on as soon as you can, I'd advise. That'd be your money. You've already had your, uh, your shoes. Yeah, mine's already down. So I'm, I'm happy <laughs> enough. <laughs> Good stuff, lads. You're listening to the On The Knob pods with... That's a goal.com. Make sure you check the website out for all the best tips on bookmaking offers around. We'll go on to Chatiel, shall we? I mean, it's a cracking day on Saturday, isn't it? As well as Cheltenham, we've got, of course, the, the final group one on these shores at Doncaster and a couple of races from, from Newbury. We'll stick with Cheltenham for the time for the time being. Uh, the Maston Holden hurdle opens us up at 2.05. Obviously, we've got all, man, all mankind running here, the Triumph third, fourth, if you, if you count Goshen in, who was going to absolutely romp home, wasn't he? But, all mankind, short enough fans, but what do you think? Do you think it's going to be the class element in this? 100%, and you'd expect it to be aimed at the champion hurdle um, this season, wouldn't you? Yeah, 100%, the class angle in this race. Just a brief point you've just touched on there with Goshen. Don't mention Goshen to Henry. Isn't it? It's not a, not his most favourite of horses, is it, Henry? <laughs> I mean, it's not even that I don't like the horse. I like the horse, but it's the hype around it. Um, I said before, it's flat runs. It's a place lay for the champion hurdle, and I'll continue to place lay. It's it won't be in the top three come match. That's a bold statement. Yeah, I think we don't. Few people who disagree on that, but we'll see as the season transpires. Go on, Ant. All mankind's got to be the nap on Saturday. I know. I know it's it's thirteen to eight, and it, it kills me to to tip up a thirteen to eight shot, but. It's got good to soft ground. It's going to love that. I mean, it only got beat four lengths back at Cheltenham in March uh, behind Burnham Victory, and it was it was more or less running on the spot for the final furlong. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's a shoe-in for the Saturday. Um, definitely nap of the day for me. Henry, would you echo those thoughts, or would you fancy maybe the Paul Nichols stratagem or something else further down the weight? I actually like the Gary Moore one in this. Botox has. Um, it has raced against all mankind um, last season. Got beat by two lengths there. So there's not much between them. And I think at the prices, I'd, I'd slightly favour favour the Gary Moore charge. He since ran winning at Cheltenham as well. Won by five lengths. Off the track since. But I, I don't know. I've just got a feeling at the prices. I'll take my chances on that one. Um, I, I don't think much of the triumph form, to be honest. So um, I wouldn't be touching all mankind at the prices. Henry Gibbs taking on the favour. We'll move on to the next race. The best odds at Matchbook Novices Chase. Only four runners this, unfortunately, but it's not a bad little race, is it, for the four-runner race, Henry? Uh, we've got Pillion, who obviously was uh, second at, uh, at Cheltenham in the Martin Pipe early in, earlier in the year. Can he, uh, can he translate that form over to the large obstacles? Yeah, he may well do, to be honest, Will. Um, I think all four runners, you wouldn't be surprised if any of them won, to be honest. Um, the only thing that puts me off the Hobbs charge is he, he has started slow this season, Hobbs. He's, I had a look yesterday, 
44 runners he's had and only two of them have won. Uh, that's just a niggling concern for me. Um, I like the Skelton one, not that fusey. Um, Skelton's been coming to the boiler lately, as he always does this time of the year. Won impressively on his seasonal debut. Um, jumped well in the main and empowered clear after the last, I think. He'll sit just behind to expect the Southfield Stone to probably make the running. Um, and I think Skelton Charge will be held up at the back and, and make his way through and stay on best up the hill. This is your worst nightmare, this sort of race, isn't it, Ants? Because you hate these little trappy fields. You like to get your teeth into a big priced, uh, big priced horse. Or 15 to 2, cool, cold, he's the outsider. Would you be backing that, would you think? There's a bit of value there? Absolutely not. Um, I'm afraid to say I agree with Henry Gibbs again on this one. Um, I, I was very You're impressed. You're going to either have a great weekend or a bad weekend, <laughs> I think, aren't we? <laughs> I, I was very impressed. Um, to be fair, last time, I'll bet, not that few sweet. Looks like I've had plenty more in the tank, finishing, finish, finishing ahead of Redford Road. Sorry, who's obviously a good yardstick, in my opinion. Um, piece of toast. That's to be fair. Like I say, I can only endorse Henry's comments on that one yet. So, not my type of race, but if I was going to get stuck into it, I'd be um, all aboard the Skelton Charge, 100%. Yeah. Two shouts again for the Skelton Charge. Next race is the 315 at Potemps Network Handicap Hurdle. Is this a qualifier for the Potemps? It's not this early, is it, surely? For, for March, it can't be, can it? I um, don't think it is, to be honest. Um, no. I think a few of them will end up there, but... Um, I think a lot of, with with the Thames qualifying, you see it a lot. A lot of the time, horses are ridden to come fifth or sixth. I think. Yeah, yeah. These runners good. will be will be ridden to win this race. To be honest, there's some yeah. very yeah. low and low in the handicap that will probably need to win it to get in anyway. Yeah, we can have a bit more confidence with a back and back and a horse to win, then can't we? Rather than as you say, a horse being held up yeah. and sneaking fifth or sixth place. Henry, do you like anything for the win, or do you like something that might nick a place? Um, again, it's pretty boring, but I do like Neville's cross here. Um, shrewd, stable Tom Lacey won its last two starts well. Uh, I think it's progressing, it can come on again. It's got a lovely race and weight, really 10 stone four. And I think the jockey Buckland's quite eye catching. Robbie Power, um, doesn't often ride for Lacey, but especially doing 10 stone four, um, he'd have to add a few um, meal skips, I think, to, to make that weight, Robbie. So I think it must be expected to go well. Convincing argument there from Henry. EFC Ants, can you uh, can you counter that with anything else or do you fancy Neville's Cross as well? No, I don't, I don't fancy Neville's Cross, to be honest with you. I'm going to be a bit boring and go with, to be fair. Of course, form at Cheltenham, you know, it gives it 100% absolutely every time it runs. In Seston, I know it's top weight today. We've got Jack Tudor taking off five, riding it for the first time today. Um, Tom Bellamy, the... Uh, Usual riders took a, the ride on Devil's Drop for Alan King. So I don't know whether he's got more of a permanent job at Mr. King there, to be honest, on with Devil's Drop, but that might be worth a look if Tom Bellamy's obviously got off to be fair. He's got a great relationship with him, um, Cheltenham win under, under his belt on it as well. So, yeah, it's, it's it's the Devil's Drop each way for me there. And to be fair, it's a winner 8-1, to one, 100%. And it goes on any ground, so you know you're going to get a run for your money. We all could walk around There's a, a couple of hills called the Maddies. We used to ride your bike around and there's a drop called Devil's Drop. Does anyone ever go down Devil's Drop on the bike? No, it was too big for me, that one, Will. <laughs> what about you, Ant? 
Wasn't never had a bike away into bikes. Aren't <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, slid no. down it? <laughs> <laughs> Jumped down it. And the last race on the on the uh, ITV. Oh no, it's not. Is it? Is it the last race? It is indeed the last race on ITV. Is the three fifty, the matchbook betting exchange handicap chase. Eleven runners in this decent affair, isn't it? Throws on giving away plenty of weight. To its rivals, the 2019 Ryanair Chase. I mean, it's incredible to think Frozen still only still only eight going on to nine. It's been around for ages. And can it pull off this 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 victory, giving away so much weight to its rivals? It certainly can, because I'm not having um, the favourite at all. Man of the Mountain. It's been cheap, running around Bangor in class three events. I, I can't have that. That's going to serve it up to Frozen, no matter if you double Frozen's weight. To be fair. Um, all the ball throws on here for me. It's going to love the ground. If Brian, he bounces out from the front, I can't see anything catching it, to be fair. I think it's a class above everything in this field. Um, yeah, so it's it's throws on all day for me. And like I say, I can't I can't have that favourite at all. I've got Frodo oh. favourite, just. I've got, I've got oh, it here. Um, he's Man of the Mountains, 9-2 favourite with Befred, and Frodo's 5s with Befred. Ah, sorry. I think I think the market will speak whether they fancy or not, to be honest. I think we might know Saturday morning if it's on the drift. I think the right might be on the wall. Like I personally don't like Frodo on here. I was slightly disappointed with it last season. Um it won an average race at Kempton and all its other three starts, it was well beaten, to be honest. Don't get me wrong, it was in stronger races than this, but I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. And As much as Anthony hates Man of the Mountain, I, I, I prefer to back Man of the Mountain here. I get, getting nearly two stone off it, ten stone it's carrying. Uh, won four of its last five starts. The only one it, it hasn't won, it unseated. And I know it hasn't been running around the likes of Cheltenham, but there was decent field sizes in it in its win, so I, I am confident that his jumping should be able to hold up here and carry in ten stone. If it do, if the jumping does hold up, I think I think it'll take a lot of beating to be honest. Off that weight, two market rivals both tipped up there. We'll go on to the flat then. Doncaster, last big flat car probably the season, isn't it? On these shores, one forty five. The list of Doncaster stakes over six furlongs. Henry, we'll start with you. Anything catching your eye in this? Um, what, what race is it? Sorry, one forty-five. One forty-five, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like the favourite here, the the O'Brien one, Lipazana. Um, consistent two-year-old. Don't get me wrong. Plenty of ex- experience. Uh, second last time out, you know, in what was a weak group three. To be honest, the winner could be good, but I don't think anything in behind is going to be that special. Um, Zamani's probably the one I'd land on uh, for the Crisford team. Ran well at Red Car last time out behind Lullaby Moon. It was well fancied that day, and front two did pull clear. I think it's solid. It'll have no issues on on this lightly soft ground, and that's not a strong selection, but I'd, I'd favour that one in this race. And will you favour anything in that race, or will you be doing something else when this race comes up? I'll be doing something else. To be fair, just going back to throws on. Yeah, I know Henry said you know we probably understand from the market whether it'll. Um, whether we can expect a good run or not. Just on we'll that. Looks like we've lost hands. Can you hear me now, sorry? Yeah. You got me back? 
Back, back. Okay, yeah, it's just, just saying there, just going back to um, Frozen, sorry. I know uh, Henry mentioned that obviously we all know early on with the betting whether we can expect a good run or not, but it, it looks like a horse that does go well fresh. It has won the old round chase before on its first outing of the season, so looks, Nichols can, looks like Nichols can get that, that tuned up for its first outing, so that certainly wouldn't be putting me off in that one. Um, as for Doncaster, no, you're probably right, Wilf. I'll probably hoover up or something when that race is on or do something else. <laughs> you can't even go to the bar at the, if you're outside, can you? You've got to wait for someone to come over. So I suppose you can try and get someone's attention because it's a pain trying to get saved now, isn't it? Trying to get someone's yeah. attention to get yourself a a, a pint. So we'll go on to the, the, uh, the 220 then, the VAT. Very different stock because handicap class to a fair over, over five fairlongs. Henry, do you like anything in this, or will you uh, be a little bit tentative? It's difficult at this time of year, handicaps, isn't it? Or what's going to be over the top? What's still got a race in it? Yeah, I think I'll probably join out with the Hoovering for this one. Um, it's the race that I'm probably least excited about on Saturday ITV. I had a look. I don't really fancy anything, to be honest. I'd, I'd just be putting a horse up for the sake of it. So um, I'm going to leave this one to the handicap expert and, and let's hear what. And's got to say, I still be doing the hoover. Still going to be at the bar at this point. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Oh, we both hoovering then. That's, <laughs> that's fine. I'll come round and hoover yours, so you you can do the, you can do the tipping on this one. Yeah, that might be worth just keeping an eye out for the market movers, as always in the handicaps. Um, keep an eye out Saturday morning, but yeah, there's nothing I really fancy. So. We, I'd, I'd look else, look else, elsewhere for your tips on that one. Maybe will. Just, just on it. To be fair, I'm, I'm just looking at the race. Um, <clears throat> I did back Rayong last weekend, and it, it it ran an absolute stinker. To be fair, but it's fourteen to one, and I don't think it can run any worse than what it currently is at the moment. So, not playing cases, <laughs> jocked up there. Like I say, it can't run any worse. So if if you put a gun to me, I'd put I put Rayong up. Rayong up each way. Well, Henry, you've got to be having a bet in the Vert and Futurity Trophy Stakes formerly known as the Race and Post Trophy. Surely the last group one of the uh, of the season and on these shores before we go to the Breeders' Cup, etc. Wembley, Fred O'Brien, one ruler for Charlie Affley are both battling out for favouritism. Are you signing with either of those two? Wembley, very good last time to be beating seconds in the Jew Hairs, whereas one rule of one a little bit earlier on that card in the awesome stakes. Yeah, I'll be making sure the Hoovering's done for this one. I'm looking forward to this race, to be honest. It's 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 a cracking little race, I think. Um, I love Wembley, to be honest. It's my idea idea of the 2000 Guineas winning next year. Um, it's been brought along steadily. It wasn't impressive at the start of the season, but it's just got better and better. Arguably, it should have won it. It's last two races, and they were both in Group 1s. In the national stakes, Wayne Lorden was on it. He was just sitting at the back, held up. He left it too late, in my opinion. Come flying home on the outside, just didn't quite get there. Thunder Moon went on to win it. Um, then the Dewhurst. Um, I think the low draws, I don't think they had the best of it in the Dewhurst, to be honest. Uh, and Wembley was, was drawn in, in two or three, so... Um, Wrong side of the draw there, stayed on very well and just missed out. I think I think it's gonna be third time lucky. Um I think it's a similar profile to to the one thousand guineas winner um this year in love where 
started off slow as a two-year-old, just get better and better, and then I think it'll be even better when uh, it has another another winter on its back. So I'd, I'd recommend getting off the two thousand guineas before this run as well. To be honest, twelve to one at the minute. It'd be a little bit short if it comes in at Donny, won't it, on Saturday? Yeah, you know what they're like when these Aidan O'Brien two-year-olds win a Group 1. It's, it'll probably go in, in favour. So I would give a quick mention to King Vega as well. Um, it was second to Etonian. Last time out at Sandown. Still look very green that day. And I think it'll improve with, with the experience. And don't know if it's going to be quite ready for Saturday, but one at a slightly bigger price. Um, that could be worth an each way. And can a Group 1 even tickle your fancy? Can you even get involved in a Group 1? Surely you can. I know the Cheltenham's on, but surely at a top-level flat reach, you can have a little punt. I can only endorse what Henry said about Wembley, to be fair. Um, 100% agree with him. Um, wins all the way for me, and it wins the Guineas next year as well. Two tips for Wembley, not just for Saturday, but for the Guineas. couple of races at, uh, at Newbury as well, Henry. Look at the Hans Hall stakes at three thirty-five, seven fairlongs for two-year-olds here. Henry is short price favourite in Lamquesh. Uh, do you like that, or will you be looking to take that on about six to five at the minute? Um, it's probably an old bet race for me. Well, to be honest, I think that favourite's going to be tough to beat it. One first time out before a good second, where it was beaten ahead by New Mandate. Uh, New Mandate has since went on and won a Group Two at Newmarket. It had one ruler back in thirds went on to win a group three and now that's obviously running a group one at Doncaster so the form's there in the book I think it's going to be very tough to beat but even money I think that's just a bit too short for me to play and the 410 the St Simon Stakes a group three over one mile four fairlongs or anything any of you say like anything in that uh, I'd have a small go on UK and Glen to be honest um, won a competitive handicap at Haydock earlier in the season then finished fourth behind the Dave. Uh, it was beating less than four lengths there, and obviously after Champions Day, that does look strong form now. It's since went to York as well, and what was a, a weird four-runner race, Logician was her hot <laughs> favourite there, but tailed off, so it's hard to read too much into the form, but Desert Encounter was back in second, and that's a solid yardstick, and at the prices, I think that's, that, that's worth a go. I'll be putting up. That's dot com readers will be looking for their best bets of the day. Right, lads, two bets each, your nap, your next bet to go into a lucky fifteen and start with you on Saturday. For the lucky fifteen, throws on. Hundred percent's gotta be in there. Blaney bounces out from the front and wins it for us, I believe. And I've also got to put to be fair in there. So two top weights both to win at Cheltenham. Henry yeah, I'll go with the flat, Will. I'll have Wembley. And I'll put Yukon Glen in there as well. Good stuff. That will be a very welcome boost, wouldn't it? Christmas coming up. That would uh, pay for a few presents, wouldn't it, if that landed? We'll go on to Sunday. We'll go on to Sunday then. I mean, we're all from around the Aintree area. It's so unfortunate we can't go to, to Aintree on Sunday, isn't it? Any, any of you uh, planning to, to walk down Mellon Road with the... Uh, a little crate of Budweiser at Anton there and watch them go by. Is that what you've got in the offing? Absolutely not, no. Um, don't get near the race course on Sunday, so no, probably have to stay in and watch it, to be fair. Be able to wear the, the weather. 
And what about the old drone chase then? It's a, it's always a, it's always a nice day, isn't it? That Sunday at Aintree Countryside day, and you see the peregrine falcon there, the ferret racing, and the sheep racing. It's always got a nice feel to it. Henry, the old drone chase is a uh, grade two, over two two miles and four furlongs. Declarations, as we record, are, are not out yet. But before they do come out, do you um, do you like anything that maybe readers or listeners can get a little bit of value in that might contrast when Dex armies? Yeah, I mean, this handicap now, this isn't it? So it's it's a little bit more studying involved. Um, be interesting to see itchy feet, see how that gets on. Um, like I said, it's pretty difficult until we we get the decks. I've noticed York Hills in there. It'd be interesting to see if that runs for. Sandy Thompson, uh, obviously left Willie Mullins, was once one of the best best horses around and just completely lost his way. Be interesting probably be running through our gardens, Henry. Them. What was that, sorry? It'll probably be running through our gardens, won't it? It's absolutely mad, that horse. Well, <laughs> it could be, but you never know. Some change of stables. Um, I know leaving Willie Mullins, it's hard to improve at horse, but it's your kill at the end of the day. Who knows? But... Yeah, um, if Itchy Feet is the one that interests me most from a most from a betting perspective, um, for Ollie Murphy, um, very good form in the book. Obviously, fell at Cheltenham when it went off short price favourite. But yeah, um, that that's probably the one for me at the moment. Hopefully, it gets declared. I can see Aidan Coleman is jocked up, so expect improvement from that six-year-old this year. Won't be long until it's in the cross country, will it? York Hill Ant. Imagine that across country base. Run through the cheese wedges. <laughs> and and the old Rome chase, do you uh, do you like anything? Are you gonna be in the old Rome pub watching this? <laughs> Possibly, if they serve foods, of course, with the lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't getting food any food for Dom there. <laughs> no, it's a... <laughs> Like I say, it's yeah, without the deck. Without the decks, it's it's difficult in it. There's a few incestant types. Old Grangewood went well a few times last season, so wouldn't see wouldn't surprise me to see that get it set in front again. You've got you know yardsticks like Visions of Flow in there, and that's obviously a quality horse as well. So, um, like I say, we can firm our selections up a bit more when the decks come out. But I'd probably at the minute I'd probably be siding with Old Grangewood or Visions of Flow each way. And just finally then, we've had you look at 15 selections, but Karate Saturday, Sunday, best bet of the weekends, Ant. Put me on the spot there. Probably go with... I'm going to go with Frodo. I think it's a class above. Frodo and Henry. Uh, Wembley for me. Superb. Thanks very much, lads. You've been listening to the On The Nod pods with thatagold.com. Make sure you check out thatagold.com for all the best bookmakers, offers and tips on horse racing, football, golf and much more. And join us next time. Goodbye. Cheers, Will. Cheers, Will.